Today's show brought to you by Redcon1.com. That's right. Click the link at the bottom of the podcast app in which you are listening to this on. Check them out. Use promo code T20Cordimus. That's right. Redcon1.com. There's nothing special about being American. None of you can define for me what an American is. I am the nation. I was born on July 4th, 1776, and the Declaration of Independence is my birth certificate. The bloodlines of the world run in my veins because I offered freedom to the oppressed. I am many things and many people. I am the nation. I am 200 million living souls and the ghost of millions who have lived and died for me. I am Nathan Hale and Paul Revere. I stood at Lexington and fired the shot heard around the world. I'm Washington, Jefferson, Patrick Henry. I'm John Paul Jones, the Green Mountain Boy, Davy Crockett. Coming to you from the DTOM studios in the free state of Florida, sponsored by Maker's Mark Bourbon, this is Don't Tread on America, and I am your host, Don Q. How's everybody doing out there today? <laughs> yeah, been a minute been a minute and i and i do apologize but you know uh with that being said um not this oh this is like my standard uh come back from vacation song right hopefully uh aerosmith doesn't come knocking on my door but it is 2 30 on a monday afternoon it's dj pcgc here on the one and twos and i am back from vacation folks so get ready, because here we go with Aerosmith. Yeah, I'm back. Sons of bitches. Thought you could get rid of me. Wow, no, no. <laughs> All right, here's the deal. Really wasn't planning on doing a show today because I uh, was on vacation, like I said. You guys know this. Uh, was up in Louisville for the week. Why Louisville? <laughs> well, why not? It's the bourbon capital of the freaking world. And needless to say, I partaked and bought a crap ton of uh, the brown nectar of the gods. So, <laughs> with that being said, I am actually having a drink with this show today. I'm not going to get hammered drunk. This isn't a D-Tom file show. But um, <laughs> I am drinking a drink that I, uh, I stole off of the uh, Ticker Talker. I'm not going to tell you who I stole it from, so we're going to call it a D-Tom original. How does that sound? So go to the TikTok, tick, Ticker Talker, as I like to call it. Uh, search Don't Tread on America and uh, see what I'm drinking. It's a cinnamon old-fashioned. A, let me rephrase that. A smoked hmm, cinnamon old-fashioned. Yeah, Daddy bought him a smoke box, so check that out. If you want to see how I make it and see the shenanigans going into making it, go to our Ticker Talker at Don't Tread on America. All right, all right, here we go, here we go. Okay, so I don't have a whole lot, I'm going to be honest with you. Um, I pretty much stayed unplugged for the week. Um, I was able to, <laughs> still learning this whole podcasting, uploading shenanigans here, but I uh, figured out a way to upload shows when I'm not around. So uh, I did do a best of element from an older show. Um, if you want to listen to it, check it out. 
Um, so I will be able to start doing these a little more often, getting shows prepared for when I'm not around. I can get them prepared, scheduled, and upload. So still figuring this thing out, you know, a year plus in. But I'm not a professional broadcaster, if you guys weren't aware of that. And um, so sugar water. But anyway, so coming back from vacation, the people that listen to the show that know me, uh, not know me through the show, but know me personally, know, especially some of the people that uh, listen to the show that I work with, know that uh, we have a very uh, difficult job. Not, not, we're not laying bricks and we're not roofing, house, roofing houses, you know, it's not that like difficult like that, but it's very stressful, uh, mentally draining and, and gets, sometimes it gets a little physical, but, uh, those of you that know, know when you go on vacation, you come back, it's a very daunting task of the bullshittery that we have to deal with at our workplace. And I don't like to talk about where I work as God forbid, you know, I'd probably get fired, which, you know, do me a favor at this point. But nonetheless, um, I'm going to say this about that. The folks that are listening to the show that, that we work with, that Chris and I work with, and it's not a lot, there's just a handful. Guys, it, it's it's time. It's time. That's all I'm going to say is it's, it's time. Okay? Pass the word. It's time. Anyway. So I, I I was talking to Chris and I was like, I don't, I'm so drained, dude. I don't think I'm doing a show today. I'm just so fucking tired. And he had sent me some stuff on Friday, you know, just in case you can do a show, but we we're still driving. And, um, and I have some stuff. So I really don't have a lot put together cause I literally sitting there on the couch after I got home, I was watching some TV, ate some lunch and I was like, yeah, I guess I'll go. I guess I'll do a show real quick because it's got some stuff on my mind. It's really pissing me off. And then there's some breaking news, so I'm going to go into that, and I'm going to touch on one other subject. And then I'm going to get more stuff together on both of these subjects for Wednesday. So I do promise you that. But what I'm going to talk about right now is this is, uh, as Chris was calling it earlier today, the the PCGC segment of uh, get off the, the Get Off My Lawn segment with PCGC. I think that's what he called it. Hey, get off my long darn kids. Okay, and what my problem is this. I am sick. Okay, I can't, I know the name of the, what was the name of the movie? Standing Tall um, with Michael Douglas. I, I, I don't recall his name in the movie. I think it was Standing Tall. Um, where he, you know, was just a regular dude going to work and went crazy. Fucking started bashing up cars and stuff, you know, because he just had enough of the bullshit. And this movie was back in the, mid to late 80s. So it's not like it's a new movie, but it's very relevant to today. But, I, and, I, and I'm sure I'm speaking to the choir when I say this, but the level of disrespect that we see in this country today, and I've talked about this in shows in the past, about the divide that's going on in this country, created by whomever. Biden, the the deep state, the the they, the NW, who whoever, whoever, whomever, altogether, whatever. That and and I say all these people, and I would pretty much blame the whole focus, the whole focus to be blamed on the media, the mass media, not podcasts like this and and other podcasts. And it doesn't even matter what side, you know, quote unquote side of the aisle that you're on. 
uh, de- depending on what podcast you listen. It doesn't matter if you're a, a lefty hardcore and you listen to whoever, whatever podcast or CNN or whatever, or if you're a righty or if you're a, a patriot, a uh, libertarian listens to this show and you follow certain subjects and watch Newsmax or Fox or whatever, listen to these types of podcasts. It doesn't matter. We're all we're all in this ship together. And you don't think for a second, like we feel the shit as, you know, quote unquote, the right or Republicans or libertarian, whatever you want to call us. I call us, I call people like me and Chris and people like that. I don't necessarily label, label us with a political faction as much as a patriot, patriotical faction. We're patriots. We're libertarian. We're probably more libertarian than anything. And, and like I said, even if you're a staunch hardcore leftist and you think Biden's the best and Kamala and all the bullshittery and this inflation reduction whatever act is the best thing since sliced bread, I'm telling you, believe me when I tell you, this is not good for any of us. doesn't matter what side. It doesn't matter. They're not going to knock on your door and say, when the militarized version of the IRS comes knocking on your door, they're not going to ask who you voted for. Okay, they don't care. They do. They care at one time (laughs) every couple of years is when they care. But day in and day out, they don't give a shit. It's kind of like working at your job. And, And I'm not even referring to just my job, but any job, no matter where you work. Is it does it not feel like anymore? I don't care where you work. If you're a minimum wage worker, you work at a convenience store, or, you know, a fast food joint. If you're a waitress, waiter, you know, dishwasher, cook, you work in retail, you work in, you know, vendor services, uh, whatever the case may be. All of us are minimum wage to middle income folks, and we're all basically the same. You know, I get comments, and like Chris will josh me, and we kind of go back and forth. But I always talk about being people being rich, and I I always say this: rich, rich is in the eye of the looker. You know how they say beauty's in the eye of the beholder, right? So what I mean by that is this: okay, if you work wherever and you make eight bucks an hour, whatever minimum wage is, you look at someone like me or Chris or someone like us, and the the things we have, the things we do. And you're, you would look at us and say, wow, you're rich. Well, you ask me, you ask Chris, you ask people like us, we're, we don't feel like we're rich. Yeah, we're obviously better off than minimum wage people, right? But to us, we're not rich. We look at people that make six figures or seven figures. Those are rich. And then they say, well, we're not rich. And they look at people like you know, Bill Gates or whoever, and those people are rich which I still say Bill Gates and them are rich. I'm not saying that, but you, you understand what I'm saying. Richness is in the eye of the looker, so to speak. You might not feel rich no matter how much money you make, but to someone else you probably do. And the reason I say that, and I'm going to bring stuff up in my personal life, and I, and I don't care to say this. I don't, I don't care who hears this, okay? Um, and, 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 it's easy for me to say, and I don't care, really. But um, I also know that saying this is kind of a waste of breath, but it's, I just want to try and get on a level with, with everybody. But um, it's, it's really bad when your own family looks at you like, you're, like you think you're better than other people. And, and me and my wife, we never think that. We never think we're better than anybody. I mean, we are, but we don't think that. No, I'm joking. 
So, if, for example, the place we stayed at in Louisville was it's called, and if you're familiar with Louisville, it's called the Galt House. Now, we like to stay in nice places when we go on vacation. We're not a uh, Motel 6 kind of people. And uh, so I thought, this place is pretty cool. It's not crazy expensive. Not the most I've ever spent for a hotel, mind you. Um, well, I want to be on the river so we can see the river. My wife, I said, okay, well, it's like 50 bucks more night. Whatever, that's what I want. Okay, fine. So we stayed. We got up there Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, left Thursday. So four nights, five days. $1,200 for the room. And I'm not saying this to brag because to me that doesn't... <laughs> <laughs> what I'm going to say sounds like I'm bragging, but I'm not really. It doesn't sound like a lot of money to me. I've paid, I've stayed in New York City and paid a lot more. We went to uh, New York or Texas earlier this year and paid more. Point being is the room we stayed in was fucking huge. It was like a one bedroom apartment. I didn't know that. I just said, okay, this is the one she wants. It's on the river. There's a balcony. That's the one she wants. We go up to the hotel room, open the door. I'm like, we're in the wrong room because this is like a living room. Where's the bed? Oh, shit. There's a whole other room. Anyway, long story short, you know, post stuff on Facebook. Oh, look at this room. It's pretty cool. Oh, my God. For my mother and my, you know, family members. It's like, oh, my God. It's like, I, I don't know. I, I, I'm to the point now where I'm pretty much over fucking Facebook. I'll be honest with you. I kind of did what I did for a point uh, of, of interflection on our family situation. Um, but even then. You know, it, it serves no point. Facebook is the devil. I'm going to be honest with you. With that being said, follow us on Facebook. <laughs> Don't tread on America. I mean, I'm to the point now where anything I post anymore is going to be on the show. You know, I'm pretty much done with my personal Facebook page. I have to have it in order to do the show stuff. So whatever. And then speaking of which, I posted a meme the other day that I got off of Facebook, mind you, and got fucking in trouble. You know, got a, got a Facebook slap on the hand because, you know, I can't even remember exactly what the meme was, but it was something to the effect of um, <laughs> carry, always carry a knife with you in case there's cheesecake or in case you need to stab somebody or something like that. Got in trouble. No, this is offensive. It breaches our turn. I was like, I got it off of fucking Facebook. What are you talking about? But anyway, that's what they do. So nonetheless, um, Twitter, same thing. All this stuff is crap. You, you get on Facebook, and it doesn't matter how many friends you have. If you have 50 friends, 500 friends, 5,000 friends, you there's at least one person that gets on that Facebook and has to complain about every faction of their life, right? And then if you don't coddle them and, oh, it's okay, everything's good, you, you're, you're the bad person. Right. So I'm like, whatever, I'll be the bad guy. I don't care. But anyway, the disrespect in this country is 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 in the division brought to us by, I would say, the media, Facebook, Twitter. And I consider that media. It's not Fox News or CNN or whatever, but same difference. People get their news from those sources. They might not watch Fox or CNN or MSNBC. They might get. There's a lot of people that get their news from Facebook and or Twitter or Snapchat, TikTok. Now, I'm not saying anything against that because I also scroll and obviously it, whatever you follow on Facebook or Twitter is what you're going to hear. Whatever, uh, 
algorithm you fall into on Snapchat or TikTok, that's what you're going to hear. But the difference is, is like a lot of people get on TikTok, they'll look at TikTok and they'll see uh, whatever, girls shaking their ass, dudes shaking their asses, get, you know, making me making drinks, you know, whatever the case may be. But there are people that post interesting things on TikTok. Now, and that's not to say that, oh my God, uh, Billy just said that, you know, Trump, blah, 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 whatever. It's got to be true because Billy wouldn't lie to me. Fuck Billy. I don't know who Billy is. <laughs> but I, what I like is when these people post whatever they're talking about, whatever the subject matter is, when they post articles. Because then I don't have to worry about what, you know, Billy, for example, is saying. I can go to the article that Billy posted and do my own research. So, and the same thing with Twitter. I don't, you know, all this shit, uh, Rand Paul said whatever, so it's got to be true. Now, let me do some research on my own and kind of weigh the options of if it is or isn't. Which, you know, most of the time it is, so. <laughs> but nonetheless, um, there's too many people that follow whoever and whatever algorithms they fall into on these platforms. They believe everything they see. Go on Twitter. Go go to Twitter. So let me go. I'll go to Twitter right now. Here we go. Here we go. So where's the Twitter machine? Here we go. Um, so just randomly getting on Twitter here, maybe. There we are. So if you go to the search Twitter, right, and you see trending, news, sports, entertainment, whatever. So you go to trending. And I like to do this. This is kind of where I find a lot of my jump-off points of news. What's, what's trending on Twitter? So what does that mean? What, what can I find? Okay, so tr trending on Twitter right now. Breaking news. Dr. Fauci will step down as director of NAIAD, uh, chief medical advisor to President Biden in December. He says, okay, who cares? It's about time. My opinion, he needs to step down and step into a jail cell for killing, you know, 10 million people or how many people died in this world. Um, so whatever, he's dead. Or, <laughs> whoa, whoa, <laughs> whoa. Oh, Freudian slip. He is uh, retiring. I'm sorry. I sit uh, reading at the bottom here. It says he's 81. So I, I, I don't mean that he is going to die. I didn't mean to say that, but that was weird that I said that. Anyway, um, so I'll go down here. This is like MLB stuff. Politics. Trump stole the docs, right? Scroll down. King of pop. I don't know what that's about. That's uh, Harry Styles. I don't care what is that. Um, so if I go to For You, that kind of gives me trends versus uh, the stuff I look at. And, and then there's interesting things. Russia, Russians vow to strike Ukraine after daughter of Vladimir Putin's ally dies in car bombs. So that's an interesting story. You had a situation where Vladimir Putin's, um, you know, kind of right-hand man, uh, what was his last name, was Durgina. Der, I don't know his first name, but nonetheless, he um, was supposed to... Um, go somewhere in his car. I guess his daughter was in the car. They got the wrong car. They bombed it, killed the daughter. Uh, now the Russians are vowing to strike. So it's hard to say who is responsible. You're hearing a lot of different factions saying, oh, we did it. Oh, we did it, you know. But uh, I guess they're pointing to a lot of things with uh, where the Zelensky, you know, came out prior to this happening, saying that the children and grandchildren of all Russians must pay for the atrocities, blah, 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 blah. Uh, and then shortly there later, this happened. 
coincidental, maybe, I don't know, but nonetheless. Um, I, I was, I wish this was on here. So here we go. So Kyle Rittenhouse, for whatever reason, is trending. So automatically you get on here and you see the, the reason certain subjects trend is because different people are talking about whatever. So Kyle Rittenhouse. So I think the most interesting thing is this, is when you have, um, okay, so here's, here's, I don't know who Nick Adams is, but whoever this, this Nick Adams is, he is, uh, so best selling author endorsed by president Trump, president of one flag USA, presidential appointee, Australian by birth, American by choice, blah, blah, blah. That's his, his, uh, Twitter handle. So he, he tweets out, uh, Kyle Rittenhouse is perfect role model for every young American. He loves this country, gives back to his community, and supports law and order. Okay, cool. I think the most interesting thing is, and I haven't read any of the comments, but I'm going to click on them real quick. I don't want to. I don't want to leave a comment, so I want to just. I think that's the funniest thing about Twitter is reading when you see a positive message like this is reading all the comments, and it's like. Uh, <laughs> wow, let's see, let's see what this one says. Well, I believe he was completely just in defending himself. I don't believe he's a role model. Probably shouldn't have been in the situation he was in stayed home. My son wouldn't have been allowed to travel to another state armed with a weapon in the situation. And there's a perfect example. Now, this person wasn't bad-mouthing Kyle Rittenhouse. He wasn't, you know, saying he was a murderer, he was racist, or anything like that, because that's some of the things that goes around. But she's wrong in her statement. She believes that he was just in defending himself. Okay, cool, I, I do also. Um, you can, you can have your opinion to say that he's not a role model. That's fine. Uh, as a parent, as me, as a parent, if I had a, how old was he? 18, 17, 18 at the time. I don't think I will let my son at that age travel across state lines. Granted, it was not that far. It wasn't like it was a hundred mile drive. It was like a, what, 10, 20 mile drive. Um, but the problem is here, my son wouldn't have been allowed to travel to another state. Cool. I got you armed with a wet weapon in the situation. Okay. This is where you're wrong. Uh, whatever your name is, Justin, he didn't travel to another state armed with a weapon. He traveled to another state. Yes. Would you allow your child to do that? Maybe, maybe not. I guess in that circumstance, the other state was not that far away. It was not any further in driving from where I live to Tampa, Orlando, you know, probably not even that far. But the key is, is where you believe one side of the media or the other armed with a weapon. He wasn't. He obtained the weapon from a friend in the city he went to. It had nothing to do with him. Tra if he traveled from Illinois to Wisconsin with said AR-15, might have been a different story. Would he may have still gotten off on the charges? Probably, but he might have suffered a charge of carrying a firearm over state lines. I don't know. But he didn't get charged or prosecuted on that topic, so therefore he didn't carry the gun. So now this person goes, <laughs> so let me get this straight. You prefer a white murderer to a black role model. Okay, where do you get that from? He didn't say anything. This, this guy never said anything about white murderer versus a black role model. It's like he said... I think Kyle Rittenhouse is the best thing since sliced bread and fuck LeBron James. He never said that. I said that, but he didn't say that. <laughs> um, so let's see. So be like, so this, I'm going to read it how it's wrote. 
So be like a 17-year-old who travels across state lines, illegally possesses and brandishes a weapon, illegally works as a vigilante, since he's too young to legally possess the weapon, and therefore it's illegal to employ him as a security, and murders two people, right? Once again, you're wrong. He traveled across state lines. He got a weapon from his friend, technically allowed to do so at his age, and uh, protected himself from another person who had a gun. People always forget the facts because they get all their news from Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, Snapchat, CNN, and and they go with that. And even if even if you get the initial news from whoever, and even if CNN or whatever, they correct themselves. Okay, it was our bad. Yeah, he didn't actually carry the gun from state to state, blah, blah, blah. That's already lost. That's like front page news. Uh, Kyle Rittenhouse murders two black people. No, they were white. But nonetheless, murders two black people with a gun he carried from Illinois to Kenosha and killed da, 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 da. Be to- that, that title could be totally one. The only fact of that title is the name and the fact that he came from Illinois to Kenosha, Wisconsin. Everything else about that article could be completely false. And then a, a day, a week, whatever, later they might come back and say, oh, yeah, we retract that statement. We messed up and said blah, blah, blah. But you don't hear that. Everyone hears the initial um, story. And my point being is the division in this country is is this. It is people... Believing the initial story, and I'm not saying that the right is any better than the left. I'm not saying that. We believe the initial story, and I'm going to go to Donald Trump, for example. So, the initial story is that he, because uh, it's actually trending. Let me see if I can find it real quick. Um, it was trending. See, I mean, that's the funny thing. It should it really tr- changes that quick. So where where was it at? Ch- uh, Trump stole docs. Where is that at? Trump stole docs. So here we go. So initially, you know, it was last week, last Monday or whatever it was, they, uh, you know, raided Mar-a-Lago and went in there and stole, uh, um, <laughs> stole from him, essentially. Um, but, you know, it was initially reported that they, you know, it wasn't even called a raid on some channels. It was a cert- served a search warrant. And then over the course of the week, you heard Trump say uh, they violated his, for- violated his Fourth Amendment. Um, from all accounts that I can tell, the president is the sole proprietor of what is and what isn't classified. So... The interesting thing about all this is, so the story came out today. So we've been hearing for a week now that Trump's like, and his, his legal team's like, unseal the, the affidavits, unseal the search warrants, unseal it. And then you, you'll hear on the other side, well, Trump could unseal it. Trump can tell you what it was. Okay. I don't know that he can or can't because it wasn't a document, it wasn't a detailed search warrant. The search warrant was, Go to said address, collect. Uh, I can't remember what, how it exactly said, but they grabbed everything to the point where they took his his um, 
his uh, passports, his, his him and his wife's passports, and it was like, uh, you know, I think he, tw- oh, well, he didn't tweet out, but True Social Dial, whatever it's called, um, you know, I need my passports back, and they're like, we don't have your passports, and you have news media people, oh, look at him saying that they took whatever, and then like a day later, here's your passports back. So it's things like that. They literally just went in there and grabbed everything they could, went through closets, and that wasn't part of the search warrant. So the way I understand it is, in his office, he has a, a secure room, which was built by the Secret Service, inspected by the uh, the National Archives, whatever, where they also said, yeah, this is fine, but we need an extra lock on the door. And that was only like a month or so ago prior to this incident. And then they raid the house. Well, the search warrant should have been just for what was in this room, not the house. And when you have a broad spectrum, and that's where your Fourth, fourth Amendment could be violated, is what did they take? And, and I said this before when this first happened. In my opinion, this seemed more of a search and seizure thing. Like, okay, J6 isn't working. This dude's getting momentum. Granted, he hasn't said he's going to run for president, but he's gaining steam on that. And... uh we need to stop him. We need to stop him at all costs. So we're going to serve the search warrant, which oddly enough, nobody knew about, but surely they do or did, um, <clears throat> and see what we find. So then you heard stories of, oh, he took um, nuclear codes, and that's faded away. Now, the new one is, the interesting one is this, I'm hearing this a lot, is that he declassified the Russia Gate scam you know the the hearings where he was impeached obviously he declassified those all the court readings and everything and took it with him now you'll hear some people say oh he's taking stuff like that so he can write memoirs and he can do this and do that okay well every president does that every president writes their fucking memoir memoirs where do they think they get some of their information from right number one but maybe (laughs) maybe he did it for an other reasons. I don't know. But interestingly enough, the DOJ was trying to stop uh, the, the, the government or, you know, the, uh, this judge from unsealing the uh, search warrant. So oddly enough, this judge, just Judge Bruce Reinhardt, which I guarantee you what's going to end up coming out on this. This just broke today, but what's going to come out on this? So the week before... This judge that that authorized, oddly enough, the search warrant. Um, there was a whole backstory on him being, uh, I don't know if he was a lawyer. He had something to do with Jeffrey Epstein. I don't know the exact details offhand. But um, now he's coming out and he's rejected an argument from the DOJ and admitted that the FBI's raid on former President Donald Trump's Mar-a-Lago estate was unprecedented. Okay, before I keep reading this, I'm going to say this about that, Judge. You signed the search warrant. (laughs) You should have said that two weeks ago. In Monday morning filing, uh, Reinhardt rejected the Justice Department's argument to keep the affidavit sealed, citing the intense public and historic historical interest. 
Reinhardt wrote that he rejects the government's argument that the pres- uh, present record justifies keeping the entire affidavit under seal. The government argues that even requiring it to redact portions of the, of the affidavit could not reveal agent identities or investigative sources. The methods imposed um, an undue burden on its resources and sets precedent that could be disruptive and burdensome in the future cases, Reinhardt wrote. Uh, I do not need to reach the question of whether, in some cases, these concerns could justify denying public access. They very well might. He added, particularly given the intense public and historic interest in the unprecedented search of former uh, president's residence, the government has not yet shown that these administrative concerns are uh, sufficient to justify sealing. Reinhardt said he has given the Justice Department an opportunity to pre- uh, propose redactions if I decline to seal the entire affidavit, something he granted last week, given the uh, government deadline of Thursday, 20, August 25th at noon. So, what's going to happen? What is this all about? Obviously, in my opinion, it's all about keeping him from being president. It has nothing to do with anything more than that. But it's just a big shit show <clears throat> of, of whatever. It, it was a way to get both sides ranting and raving over this whole thing. Uh, how Whatever side you're on, whatever you believe. And all you had to do is the, the media drop fake little bullshit of of whatever on either side just to get the masses up in arms and we're doing this what three months going into a a, an election what's what's the purpose here it's interesting to me and and no one's brought this up now i talked about this on a show a couple months ago how Zelensky in ukraine uh has gone through situations of arresting and and whatnot political opponents censoring them, uh, censoring TV networks that oppose his political views. Tell me this doesn't sound eerily familiar. Doesn't it sound similar? I mean, is Putin, or Putin, (laughs) is uh, Biden, I'm having a lot of those slips today, is Biden that savvy of a politician to, to do that? Probably not. But is his underlings, is his, is the people pulling the strings? Probably. And it just goes to the whole mass media tearing this country apart. And like I said, I'm not talking about Fox or CNN, MSNBC. I'm not talking about that necessarily. I would, I would say it's more social media. And um, because, like I said, the majority of Americans, especially younger people, that's where they get their news from. And it's, I heard this on Twitter. I saw this on Twitter. So it's got to be true. It's not. All right. Another thing. Executive Order 14067. All right. On the next show, I'll talk about now. Um, what is Executive Order 14067? What is that? Okay. So, Executive Order 14067, officially entitled, or entitled, <laughs> officially titled, Ensuring Responsible Development of Digital Assets was signed on March 9, 22, and is the and was the 83rd executive order signed by President Joseph R. McGillicuddy. The telos of the order <clears throat> is to develop, develop digital assets in a responsible manner 
the executive order addresses the potential national security implications of cryptocurrencies. So, obviously, why do they have a problem with cryptocurrencies? Because they can't control cryptocurrencies. They can't control cash, for the most part. They can ruin cash by printing it excessively, which is what they're doing now, which is why we're in an inflation, regardless of what anyone tells you, or recession for that matter, regardless of what anyone tells you. Um, they don't like people owning precious metals because they can't control that. Um, but they can't control digital currency. So, interesting article here. Um, this was, I think this was, yes, today, actually. So Biden's executive order, a direct threat to the dollar. Okay, so on March 9th, he signed the EO14067, like I said. Buried inside this order is a sinister provision that give that could give the government unprecedented control over your money and freedom. In fact, this provision sets the stage for legal government surveillance of all U.S. citizens Total control over your bank accounts and purchases. And the ability to silence all dissenting voices for good. So, this podcast, for example. Not that we have a tremendously huge following, right? But I have to pay for the internet. I have to pay for the, the uh, podcast host hosting fees and it's not i'm not saying it's a shit ton of money i'm not begging y'all for money give me money i gotta pay this 14 dollars a month i got a website you know i'm not saying that it's breaking the bank but my point being is if my voice gets too loud which i pray for it to to get too loud then they're going to want to shut me down so i get shut down a lot in the sense that's why i stopped doing um youtube videos because Every time I did a video, I was demonetized. The videos are still up. They didn't kick them off of YouTube if you want to go look at them. But um, I would get a warning. Okay, well, if this video warrants any money, you're not getting none, essentially. So I was like, and, and I don't know if you guys have ever done YouTube videos, but to upload a YouTube video isn't like a quick feat. It takes a minute, especially if it's a 60-minute or so long video. It, it takes a little bit. So I was like, this is a waste of time. If I'm not going to make any money off it, why do I do it? Because I'm not going to not say what I want to say. It's one thing that bugs me about certain podcasts out there that are on um, YouTube. And, uh, you know, take, take uh, what's his face, Tim Pool, for example. And then there's another, you know, podcast up in, in Washington State. Uh, Pardon, whatever, I can't think of their name. And I, I listen to Tim Pool every now and again. I stopped listening to other podcasts because I told Chris, I said, they're stealing our shit. <laughs> I'm sorry. I would listen to a podcast, and I swear to God, I was like listening to my own. You know, not that their whole hour or so podcast was exactly what we talked about, but it was a lot about what we talked about. And I'm not saying that we, Chris and I, are the purveyor of all knowledge. I'm not saying that. But as manner is, is, it's things we do, things we talk about, and either great minds think alike, or they're listening to the podcast. Thanks for the download. And I don't care. I mean, if, if someone's listening to this and they say, wow, that he's really got a good idea, I'm going to talk about it. I'm going to talk about it in my way, but I'm going to talk about it nonetheless. I do that now. Hey, I was, I was listening to Jack Posobiec, blah, blah, blah. I was listening to Dan Bongino, blah, 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 right? 
I was listening to Tim Pool, blah, blah, blah. Um, I don't say the things, the things I talk about that we get from other shows. Like when we hear other shows talking about them, we might dig into them a little deeper and we might say, oh, I heard this, uh, Jack Posobiec was talking about this. And here's the article and then I'll give you my take on it. And I don't, there's nothing wrong with that. I'm not saying this is the only podcast you have to listen to. It just needs to be one of the podcasts you listen to and your friends. So make sure you share this with your friends. No Tread on America, available everywhere. And, um, but when I feel like I'm listening to other shows, and I'm not talking about big shows like Tim Cast and, and these big, big shows, but these other guys that are just sitting in a room doing a podcast, kind of like what me and Chris do, <laughs> when I hear them doing their show, and they might have a little bit bigger audience than we do, but they're using a lot of our shit, it's like, bro, we're all in this together. We all have the same ideas and the same thoughts. Throw us a bone. The one show that we ever had a an issue or a, a encounter with, I guess, where they used our show and they said our show name and said whatever. They obviously were going at us and they were just a little pissing show. They don't even record anymore. They're, they haven't done anything in a year. And I didn't waste my time with them. But I'm going to say this about that. If you are listening to this show and you like what you hear and you do a podcast Say what you want. Say, oh, that was a good idea. I'm going to talk about that. I heard this on Don't Tread on America podcast. Throw me a bone. And when you do that, I'll throw you a bone. We can work together to live a podcast life. But anyway, um, with this, bank accounts and purchases, they can shut you down. Well, you know what? We don't want you, uh, Mr. PCGC, to be able to put your podcast out. So we're not going to let your credit card... Well, and that's now using a credit card, but in the future, digital currency, we're not going to allow your digital currency to be used for that. And we're, <laughs> oddly enough, we, I can sit here and say, this is bullshit, but this country is so prepared for this, it's astonishing, and you don't even realize it. I mean, how many of us use your phone to pay for stuff? I mean, I do it. I'm guilty. I'm just as guilty. Now, Forget my wallet in the car. I have my phone. You can use your phone. You have Apple Pay or Google Pay or whatever you have. Um, it's the same. It's basically the same idea. The only difference is here is there's no, you have no physical, like I can go to the bank and empty my bank account and have that money. I could empty my 401k and have that money and buy crypto or buy gold or whatever, you know, if I chose to. But um, with this, you, you can't do that. You can't go to your local bank and say, I need to get $100 out of my uh, digital uh, currency account, whatever it's called. That doesn't exist. And it'll get to a point, you've even seen it recently. Um, we were, oh, we went to a baseball game on Saturday. Went to the Rays game on Saturday. None of the concession stands take cash. You have to use a credit card. You know, Chris actually sent me a video earlier today where, uh, and I got a portion of it I'm going to play here, but um, I won't play this particular portion. That's why I'll talk about it. But I, it must have been off a TV show or a movie or something anyway. So the lady's in the store. She's going to buy whatever. And uh, she goes to pay cash, and the guy's like, we don't take cash. And she's like, oh, she goes to get her credit card. We don't take card. And then, uh, you know, do you take check? No, we don't take that. 
well, how am I supposed to pay for this? And at this point, another guy walks up. He pulls his, like, his hoodie back, and the guy scans his forehead and rings up his shit. And we've talked about this. We talked about it when we covered uh, the social credit score episode. Go back and listen to that if you, if you are so inclined, if you haven't listened to it. And uh, I talked about Amazon One, which was something that was kind of floating around. That's coming to fruition. What is Amazon One? Well, basically what it is, they put an RFID chip in your body, on your hand. You can wave your hand on the scanner, and you pay for your shit. Now, granted, that particular thing is is linked to your bank account or to a credit card, um, but it's it's the beginning of what we're going to see. And I think COVID was a way for them, for them, and I'm not saying this is an American thing. This is a worldwide thing. And I think COVID was a way for them to start scaring people away from using money. To the point with, what are they doing now? So COVID was, oh, cough, cough, sneeze, sneeze. We need to wear a mask. We can't take cash money. You have to use your card. We don't want to physically touch the cash. Well, now they have a disease out called monkeypox, and we kind of riffed on it with our Deton files. We made the monkeypox drink, which if you uh, listen to that show and you liked it, we were drunk, yes. If you want to know how to make that drink, go to TikTok. Don't try it on America. Check it out. <laughs> but uh, um, words, right? Or, or I forgot what I was going to say. <clears throat> um. You know, so with monkeypox, it's a physical, it's a touching thing. And, <clears throat> like, you know, Chris and I go to the gym, we work out. And uh, during, co- you know, in Florida, when the gyms and everything kind of open back up, uh, you know, we spray down the equipment. I, I never really was a sprayer down of, of equipment prior to use. I, w- I sprayed it down after I used it just because sweat or whatever. But, you know, in COVID was around, yeah, we sprayed prior to and after. Um, but even then, it was kind of half-assed spray, especially more lately with, you know, last year or so. I was like, whatever, you know. Uh, but recently, I'm <laughs> really spraying the shit out of this equipment because this monkeypox is a skin-to-skin thing. Now, granted, you're not touching other per- person's skin when you're going to, you know, whatever the bench or whatever the case may be. But um, if that person has monkeypox and they're on whatever piece of equipment and they're sweating and whatever and that sweat is still there i i don't know maybe it could transfer i don't know so yeah i spray down stuff but now it's getting to the point now where they don't want you to physically touch to the point like you go to a restaurant half the time you go to the restaurant they don't even want your credit card or your debit card or whatever you use they might bring the machine to you and have you scan it yourself it's becoming a, a lot more or less uh, touchless, I guess, uh, of a society. Um, <laughs> very reminiscent of uh, Demolition Man, right? But um, they're they're preparing us slowly but steadily. And it, and when, when we talk about the Great Reset and we talk about these things, it's nothing that was going to happen overnight. Okay, I remember when debit cards first came out. So you had credit cards. So when you went to the store... You either used a credit card, cash, or a check. So if you went grocery shopping, you know, you might have wrote a check. No one, I mean, hardly anyone writes a check anymore at the grocery store especially, right? Hardly everyone, anyone writes a check, period. You 
pay your bills online. You pay your bills on your phone. You go to the app of whatever credit card or whatever the case may be. Pay your bill. They're slowly but surely adapting us to the, the easiness of this situation. Um, and, and it started, I think, with credit cards and then eased us in from credit cards to debit cards, you know, where people, I don't, no one really carries cash on them anymore. Not that cash <laughs> isn't worth anything. But, um, <clears throat> you know, the problem with, with all of this is it's very, it's deeply troubling, this, this whole thing. And this EO that was signed, it was signed back in March. I would guarantee you most of y'all listening to this never heard of it. Right? And... <laughs> All of a sudden, it's going to hit everybody. So, you know, Jim Jim Rickards, he's a world-renowned economist and former advisor to both the CIA and the Pentagon, has just sounded the alarm of this troubling new development. He reveals the shocking truth about Biden's executive order and why it's a direct threat to freedom of every single American citizen. In fact, according to Mr. Rickards, this order could mean the end of the U.S. dollar as we know it. And I know I'm joking and haha, but I'm, this is serious stuff. So he says, um, we're in for a major upheaval of the U.S. dollar. In fact, I predict the third great dollar earthquake has already started. The first was Roosevelt confiscating private gold in 34. The second was Nixon abandoning the gold standard in 71. And now he says Biden's plan could pave the way for retiring the U.S. dollar and replacing it with this, this disturbing new alternative, and this is not far off pipe dream. This is happening now. He already signed the order. This isn't us making up thing. Google it. Executive Order 14067. It's there. I'm not making this up. This isn't conspiracy theory. This isn't. This isn't that. It's truth. Look it up. Um, Executive Order 14067 already gives President Biden, Biden unprecedented power over the future of the U.S. dollar, he says. And sadly, most Americans will completely be caught off guard by it. <clears throat> so, um, essentially, this is how it works out. Me and Chris are talking about this today, so let's think about it like this. We've already heard from the, uh, what's his, the Buddha judge, right? The whatever his title is you know, about gas, not gas tax, but mileage tax, right? So what if there's a carbon tax? What if there's a carbon usage allowance? And, you know, like I went on vacation, we rented a car, we drove to Louisville, 13 plus hour drive. Uh, I don't know, filled up however many times to and from, put 20, I don't think it was 2,200 miles on my vehicle, probably spent... I don't know, $400 in gas, I, if I had to guess. Um, he was like, what if what if it was a situation where you're only allotted so many gallons of gas a week? You know, they look at your driving habits, okay? You drive uh, 50 miles a week. Uh, you're allowed, you know, 20 gallons of gas or, you know, whatever the case may be. And if you exceed that, you can't get gas the rest of the week. Well... You might laugh and say, that never happened. Won't it? Why? What would be the point? Now, what would be the point of 
the digital dollar? What would be the point? And uh, it's an interesting question that I don't have an answer to. No. Um, I'm going to play this video here real quick. I don't know how. Turn it up. traditional system of money Listen and accounting and introduce a new one. And the new one, the new accounting, is what we call blockchain. It means digital. It means having a almost perfect record of every single transaction that happens in the economy, which will give us far greater clarity over what's going on. It also raises huge dangers in terms of the balance of power between states and citizens. In my opinion, we're going to need a digital constitution of human rights if we're going to have digital money. Uh, but also, this new money will be sovereign in nature. Most people think that digital money is crypto and private. But what I see are superpowers introducing digital currency. The Chinese were the first. The U.S. is on the brink, I think, of moving in the same direction. The Europeans have committed to that as well. And the question is, will that new system of digital money and digital accounting accommodate the competing needs of the citizens of all these locations so that every human being has a chance to have a better life? Because that's the only what you just said of whether a is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. True story, but we're all fucked. <clears throat> so catch what she said. Control currency, control buying, control, control, control. Now, technically, these things are already being done. And you may have not have noticed it. But we've seen situations, if you go to a gun store... Go somewhere, your card's declined. Well, I got money, why is it declined? This would be a situation where they're going to control the amount of food you're allowed. The You're not going to be able to buy guns and ammo because why would they want you to be armed? You won't be able to go online and buy ammunition from whatever website. You won't be able to go to your local gun store. Because you can't buy anything. You can't say, fuck it, I'll just pay cash. You can't. There is no such thing as cash. And that's why you'll hear a lot of podcasts, and I've talked about it, you know, and Chris laughs at it, and he's like, what is that? What is that? It's not worth anything. What would it, If the world goes to shit, gold, silver, whatever, it's not going to be worth anything. Well, maybe it's not even about the world going to shit necessarily, but in this situation, maybe gold and silver and whatever would be worth having. Um, personally, I think if things do go to shit, I can understand what he's saying as far as gold. Who cares about a pretty shiny piece of metal? Uh, I need to eat. So you're going to see more of a barter system. I'll trade you my vegetables for a chicken or, you know, whatever. Um, so this is something I want to dig into. I did I know I told you I wasn't going to have a long show today and here we are approaching an hour. So I'm going to go ahead and, and top it off here, but keep in mind We'll get into this a little more on Wednesday. But they said it. that lady was out from the uh, World Economic Forum. We've talked about her and you know Schwab and the Great Reset and all this. This is all part of the deal. And in my opinion, one of the reasons why everything's going on in Ukraine that is uh, the, the gentleman's daughter that was murdered, car bombed, 
he is a big proponent. He's a very much against Great Reset and, and the WEF and much like Putin is. And I don't want to sit here and get into a whole yay Russia, yay Putin. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that Putin's a great guy. He's just a different guy. He's just a different bad guy. They're all bad. He's just different bad. He's not part of their bad boy club. And they don't like that. But nonetheless. So with that being said, we're going to put a lid on it today. Don't forget to go, as much as I just trashed social media, to go to our social media. <laughs> don't tread on America on Instagram and Facebook. DTOM underscore 1775 on the Twitter machine if you want to follow me on Twitter. That's PCGC underscore 1775. And uh, check out our website, com. And please... Check out the TikTok. I swear to God, the only thing I put on TikTok is me fucking uh, twerking in my G-string and drink videos. Mainly drink videos. <laughs> Check them out. And and also, on all those platforms, you can message us if you have a drink idea, if you have something that we, we should try. I've got a crap ton of drink recipes. My wife bought me the cocktail, cocktail Bible uh, up in Louisville, so it's A to Z. <laughs> of drinks so here we go here we go and uh with that being said guys you have a great day it's monday august 22nd oh by the way two days past my birthday so happy birthday to me sugar water and you guys have a great day i'll talk to you again on wednesday uh, uh yeah please make sure another thing please make sure you share this with your friends um we're available everywhere podcasts are heard if someone says i don't have an apple i don't have an iphone we're on google we're on spotify we're on podbeam uh, iHeart, TuneIn, uh, Stitcher, Amazon, Tin Cam with some tin foil uh, antennas. I don't know. We're everywhere. Check us out. Share this with your friends. And uh, you guys have a great day. Talk to you later.